Welcome to SBM Studios Podcast, your home for the most insightful interviews featuring Southern Gospel artists and industry insiders. Now, here's your host, Scott Bolden. Well, thank you, Jason, and welcome back to SBM Studios Podcast, and we're glad to have y'all back with us for another episode. I tell you, I'm a little bit out of practice. I had several episodes recorded in a row. I did about three in one week, so it's been a while, but I'm raring to go, and I'm really tickled with the guests that I have joining us. Y'all know that we have gone in a streamlined Southern Gospel direction on our podcast over the last several weeks. And today I've got wonderful guests all the way from the great state of Illinois. I have Ben and Maria Kramer Wolf of the Kramers. Welcome, y'all. Thank you for having us. I'm so thankful for y'all to join us like we were talking about off the air just a second ago. Uh, We've spoken a little bit, but it's one of those things where y'all don't know me, know me, because uh, it's just kind of been passing at the table at NQC. But I was really thankful for y'all to be gracious enough to take the time to talk to us. And uh, you'll be talking to some of my folks in West Alabama. And then also we've been reaching out pretty good, about 30 states or so. So uh, we're getting out there. So uh, uh, just just tickled for y'all to join us. But uh, I thought maybe we would start out by giving y'all an opportunity just to tell us a little bit, tell our listeners a little about about yourselves, maybe something about your family. Just kind of introduce yourself to our listeners. Sure. Thank you. So our family, the Kramers, were from central Illinois, right outside of Peoria. And my parents started the ministry back when they got married in 1995 and went full time in 1998. But my brother was diagnosed with autism in 2001. And so They came off the road and focused on more of a regional ministry, and my brother and I were able to go to public school and kind of live a normal life. But then in 2014, I felt called to join my parents in ministry, and I stepped out with them, and we began traveling nationally. And God has just continued to open doors, and he's taken us from the West Coast to the East Coast and even into Canada and tours to Israel. And it's been really special just to watch him work. That's wonderful. I wasn't sure exactly how long the Kramers had been in existence. So started back in 95, but uh, then you said y'all went off uh, the full-time road for a little bit. And uh, But I, I know y'all have really come on strong uh, lately. And I know this year you're nominated for Favorite New Artist at the uh, for the uh, Singing News Fan Award. So that's wonderful. Uh, Thank I, I, you. You're really reaching out there. I, I follow your tour. I was looking y'all. Of course, you do a lot in your Midwest region, but I see y'all have Florida tours and you went to uh you went to a place I've always wanted to go to I think y'all were in Montana a week or two ago right oh yes we were there at the beginning of July and whenever people ask me where is your favorite place to sing I always say Montana it is like a refreshment <laughs> to my soul whenever I'm there yeah it's beautiful, beautiful. beautiful. I'm, I'm hoping to see it sometime well Ben maybe tell our listeners a little bit about yourself sir well, my name is Ben Wolf. I'm from Morrison, Tennessee. My dad is Gerald Wolf with Greater Vision. And I, I grew up in a home where he would go out every weekend and I would go to public school. And every now and then I'd go out and go with him and help him uh, at the product table, tear down the equipment. And so I've kind of got uh, familiarity with being on the road uh, over the years. And, and uh, I've always thought that I would probably be doing this for a living, and I had no idea that I would be with uh, a wonderful woman uh, with her family being on the road. And so I'm really thankful to to be a part of this family and this group. 
Absolutely. So that you kind of answered a few of my questions. I, I knew uh, with your about the year you were born that uh, Mr. Gerald had already started Greater Vision. And I wondered how yes. much time if you if you basically grew up on the bus. But it sounds like you kind of had a bit of normality there going to public school and then just hitting yes. the road every now and then. So and so I guess yeah. that uh, the two of you guys met, I guess, on the road. Am I right on that? Yeah, we, we actually met at the National Quartet Convention. <laughs> awesome. It's a, it's a great story. I was, Ben has done the interviews for On the Couch with Fouch, Matt Fouch, for several years. Yeah. And Matt used to do those interviews at the National Quartet Convention because all the artists he wanted to interview were there. And Jeff Easter happened to be doing an interview. And I had never heard of Ben before, nor was I even in a position where I was looking to date somebody. But I was just at Quartet Convention. I think I was at the Hopper's booth. I was talking to some friends there. And Jeff Easter came up to me. He said, I just got out of an interview. And the video guy was Gerald Wolf's son. You've got to meet him. You guys would be great together. And I said, oh, thank you, Jeff. It's really nice of you. But I don't think I'm looking right now. And she says he's not interested. <laughs> <laughs> and I happened to by Greater Vision's booth, and it was not on purpose, but I was talking to Joseph Habedank, and Ben was right behind me, and so I thought, well, I better say hi. I'm kind of being weird with my back to him, and so I turned around. And I said, hi, Maria. It's nice to meet you, and Ben was just kind of quiet, and I thought, wow, that was really awkward. I'll probably never talk to him again. <laughs> <laughs> The rest is history. That's that's wonderful. That is wonderful. And and then back uh, in 2019, y'all had a precious addition to the family. Yes, Elizabeth Noel. Yeah, I love that middle name. Born on June first. That's that's awesome. And uh, something tells me uh, I know how it is in the in the home and in, in y'all's household. But when they go see the grands, uh, Mr. Scott, Miss Rachel, and uh, Mr. Gerald, Miss Don, I bet Elizabeth rules the roost, doesn't she? Oh my goodness, <laughs> she is the most loved child ever, <laughs> and we all just go crazy over her. But we can't help it. She's just been such a blessing in all of our lives. Absolutely. Yeah. I was kind of, I was wondering if Gerald had bought her her own baby grand yet. <laughs> That's probably in the future. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And now, interesting, when you're talking about the way y'all met at the table and talked about Ben being a little quiet, you know, uh, again, not knowing y'all just personally and just watching and, you know, seeing things on social media, observing at NQC, I kind of picked up that I thought, Maria, you were a little more outgoing than Ben. Then, <laughs> then though, I was doing a little scouting around and came across some video series of you guys in a vehicle doing some <laughs> lip sync videos to some Disney tunes. And that was just like, OK, so Ben will come out of his shell a little bit. Oh, yes. <laughs> See, we, we balance each other well, Scott. You know, um, you know, this is actually really fun because Ben and I have never really done an interview together before. I mean, we've been sitting together as a family, but we've never done one just the two of us. So this is fun. But you're witnessing history. Awesome. Ben is very fun when he's in a comfortable environment. He knows how to just be theatrical and he knows how to have fun with dancing and with uh, impersonations of different characters that we love in Disney movies. And so we were dating and we were actually on a longer drive to North Carolina to meet a friend for lunch. And he had his GoPro. He put it on the front of the car and he was like, let's just sing along to these Disney songs and see what happens. 
And I people talk to us more about those videos than really anything else. It's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, and we haven't done a video since we got married, which is hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, it was great because, like I said, I was just, anytime I'm getting into an interview like this, and especially in a case where I don't just have a a personal relationship with with the artist, I I like to know as much as I can going in. And when I come across those, I said, that's great because, you know, especially the... uh, Love is an open door, the Frozen tune. That was awesome. And, <laughs> yeah. and then my wife, Janice, and I was trying to, I was like, okay, really? Is that really in a car or is that produced? But uh, Garrett, my son, got to watch and it's like, yeah, there's cars passing. That's, yeah, that's, uh, they're really driving. So that's, uh, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Probably would never recommend to other people to do that when they're driving in the car. But <laughs> we were on back roads. We felt like there wasn't much traffic. <laughs> That's wonderful. So going along back with the history and I was kind of reading up and I noticed on your bio, Maria, that I think it said your first uh, singing performance in front of someone was when you were about four years old. So you basically grown up in the music. And of course, Ben has too uh, grown up with uh, with the greater vision and, and following uh, and Gerald and, and the guys on the road. So I had a couple of things just just kind of curious. I know y'all, even though you're young, y'all are just young adults in your mid-20s. I know you've got a lot of experience on the road. So I thought maybe if you had something that uh, you might share with listeners, you know, may- memorable experiences, maybe something maybe something that's fun times. Uh, maybe there was uh, th- your favorite places to sing or venues or a time when the spirit really moved during a service. I thought you might share some road experiences with us. You know, Scott, that is a wonderful question and a hard question because when your life consists of going out on the road every single weekend, you meet so many beautiful people, uh, beautiful believers in Christ all across the country. And when I think of memorable moments, I think of, you know, our first time singing at the National Protect Convention. And I think about our first time singing at Silver Dollar City, which is really exciting and singing at Praise Fest and just big events like that. But for me personally in ministry, and Ben will have a different answer probably, but I was able to go with my mom and lead a tour in Israel. Uh And that changed my life. And not everybody has to go to Israel to have a life-changing experience with the Lord, but I was 16 years old and I was able to be baptized and it kind of started my life in ministry and Wow. Gave me a hunger for the Lord's word. And ever since then, I feel like my ministry has been more effective because I really grew in my walk with the Lord. So that's the best answer I can give. But really, we've we've had so many experiences across this country. Sure. That's that's awesome, though. That's an awesome experience. Well, Ben, what say you? Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, probably, I think something that has stuck out to me the most over the years has been uh, the first time that dad did a hymn sing. Yeah. Uh, the first video we did was at our home church in Morristown, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got that. I mean, the place was, the place was absolutely packed, uh, 1400 people. I mean, you couldn't get anyone else in. And that was the first time in years when everyone heard four part, singing congregational singing i mean it was so loud and you haven't heard singing like that in years and it was just i mean song after song it was really moving the the spirit was very present in that room 
and that's something that's really stuck out to me um, over the years. Yeah, I uh, I followed closely with the hymn sing series since Gerald introduced that, and was very glad that he did. I thought you know much needed, and and uh, I, I'm the type who I appreciate appreciate all types of of worship music. Uh, I've, of course, was born and bred on hymns and Southern gospel, but I have an appreciation of, of some of the newer songs, some of the newer songs that's, that's lyrically sound. And, uh, you know, not against that, but I have been in a situation to where I was, uh, I, I served as worship pastor for years, um, around 20 years, something like that. And I, I have been advised in the past to to move away from the hymns to uh, to to more contemporary worship, and again, I love it all. But you, you know, when you get the four part harmony, uh, yes, the sound is like no other. But when the the lyric, the lyrical content yeah. in those hymns, and, yes. and and when you get born again believers lifting their voices in praise with those theologically uh, deep songs. Yes. It's an amazing experience, and the spirit moves. So I was I was really glad to see Gerald bring that back, and and I've also been really glad to see the project that's uh, in place to get these videos into our nursing homes, into our care centers. Yes. That yeah. you know that Huge. has been wonderful because I have seen and heard stories of of blessed older generation folks who may be struggling with dementia or something like that, and and really not able to communicate even with family sometimes. And, and then they start playing hymns of the church and they start singing along, you know, and, and, oh. and it's just how much that means to that generation. So that project that Gerald and all the groups have participated in the operation sing again, that's been a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful project. So, and uh, yeah. Ben, you play drums on those, right? I do. I, I didn't play on the videos. We uh, The first video was uh, Mike Hopper, and then the other ones have been Stone Carter. Okay, okay. And now now I'm playing the drums uh, on the tour. Okay. I, I thought that I had seen that you were actually the drummer on the tour, so that's awesome. So now, that, and I really appreciate you all sharing the, those special times. Um, one thing that some of the artists has, has joked about, and I'm real careful on this because one thing that we are committed to in our podcast is, is you know, we want to be a, a positive, uh, encouraging influence on, on all of our listeners. And But you can't help sometimes but get tickled and, and find humor at some of your experiences at the table. Uh, t- talking with Josh Singletary, you know, people will say anything. And 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 it's amazing. I bet y'all have had some times. Uh, I got uh, one thing that you know, young Kennedy from the Hayes family shared is how her father will introduce the group to the crowd, and they'll they'll come to table. Now, which one of these guys are you married to? You know, and it's yes, brothers. Yes. And aren't people funny? <laughs> oh my! You know, and I, I I could write a book really on things that we hear at the table. And things that just really blow you away. Like, you think, I never knew that someone would say that to me. But I think the one that really got me the most was when, and this was back when I was 16 years old. So we were brand new traveling as a family. Mm-hmm. And this woman came up to the table and she said, it is so neat that your son can sing with you. 
And I said, my son. And she said, yes. And she pointed to him and she was pointing to my dad. <laughs> and she thought that my dad <laughs> was my son. Ooh. And I mean, and then she thought my mom was also my daughter. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness. I mean, wow. do I really look that old? <laughs> I'm just kidding, but it was crazy. Oh goodness, that 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 is amazing. Yeah, that, yes. that that's good stuff. But uh, it is good. <laughs> you know, the 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 great thing that I find about Southern gospel artists, for the most part, are are so personable. And by the time that the artist gets off the stage, the people really feel like they have a connection, like they know the artist, uh, which works mm-hmm. wonderful when it comes time for you guys in ministry, because you can hear you can hear testimonies, you can hear needs for prayer, uh, you, yes. you can connect with the folks and really minister to them. But I think that also translate into the just anything goes, you know, hey, you want to see this scar from my surgery or something, you know, stuff like that. Oh, but that yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that's hilarious. Yes. But uh, yeah. So uh, your mid-20s, and I don't know, um, I don't know if, I know both of y'all have grown up on Southern Gospel and Songs of the Church. I don't know how much you listen to other types of music or other genres, but I was just curious for both of you, if you could share maybe, uh, I know both of you play instruments, and then of course you're singing. Who are some of your musical and vocal influences? Yes. So for me, growing up, my parents led worship at our home church. And so I grew up more in worship music. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I was probably around 13 that I got more introduced to the Gaither homecoming videos. And I remember being really inspired by Lauren Talley, and who is now a friend of mine. And goodness, the list just goes on. I love Sonia Isaacs. I love Kim Hopper. Mm-hmm. I love so many people. I think Somebody that has really inspired me spiritually is Kim Collinsworth. She has poured into my life and been there when I needed advice. And she is just very, very dear to me. And all the girls in that family are very dear to me as well. So the list could go on and on. I am just so honored to know these people and to call many of them friends. That's awesome. Ben? I'm going to say, well, I would first tell you that I'm not much of a singer because I'm more of a behind the scenes type of guy. Um, I would say uh, singers that influenced me have been, I think one, my dad. Sure. He has such an incredible voice. Another one would be Scotty Inman. He is a phenomenal singer. Another one would be George Yance. I imagine you had some fascinating times with, George, let's say now, born in, you were born about what, 95? 92. 92. So you do remember George, you do remember Glenn? Yes, I only met George, I only met him one time. Okay. I think it might have been his last appearance at the National Quartet Convention. Yeah. I remember that bringing me on the bus, and he was on there. I, ha- I had to be probably five, I guess. And all I remember was shaking his hand to him saying, but he is so nice to meet you. <laughs> that's great. And, and that, that's all I remember. <laughs> and so that, that's kind of a memory that sticks out. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's, that's something um, I really, I grew up, um, I, I'm a good bit older than you guys. I'm a 46 year old, but um, I grew up loving Southern gospel, but um, basically did not have the opportunity to get around a lot of the artists who I followed 
until later in, in life, until I was older. And by that time, some of those like your Glens and your Georges and your Jakes uh, had passed on, you know, and were gone. And, and I regret not meeting them because everything that I can gather from that generation is they were incredibly awesome in pouring into young people and, and encouraging well, young people. And I see that in Gerald, Ben. I, I see that in your dad. I mean, I just have picked up that he is an encourager to to the young younger generations that's coming up in Southern gospel music. And that's that's integral. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anytime that we do hymn sings, he always looks for the younger person in the audience and will always point him out and say, hey, how old are you? <laughs> right. And he always just says, thank you so much for coming and really points out to everybody and, and says, you know what? It's up to everyone in this room to show the young people uh, that hymns are still worth singing. I've been in the boat like Peter at least a time or two Afraid of stormy weather Shaking in Connor, this is Bailey, and this is Kennedy of the Mylon Hay family, and you're listening to SBM Studios podcast. Love God, love each other. It really is that simple, y'all. Every way that comes my way, He's making me a water I tell you what, that's going to segue to something that I had maybe a little down the line, but let's go ahead and move into it because absolutely right. I've heard Gerald say that and I've definitely seen it on his videos, but you know, he's, he's absolutely right because you know, the thing about young people in Southern gospel music and, and you know it, most of your concerts, um, when you, when you look at the crowd in the audience, it's, it's, it's older crowd usually, um, now I, I have heard from many artists that over the last couple of years, they've seen a, a little bit of a shift, uh, a little, maybe a little younger shift, but, mm-hmm. but, uh, anyway, you know, talking about some of the churches and, and, and getting away from the hymns and because of that, young people are not exposed like uh, they used to be. And then we wonder, well, why, why don't they, why don't they want to come? Why don't they want to sing the hymns? And it's all completely because they're not exposed to it. Uh, I've heard Gerald say, when you're in the car, you know, to the grandparents, play those, play those hymns, play those Southern (laughs) gospel tapes and, and and let them listen to it. And so y'all watching that and y'all watching your audience, um, you know, I'm a strong, firm believer. Uh, Like I said, I have, I have been, advised to move away from the Southern gospel and the hymns, uh, that it was not, uh, especially the young adults and the young, uh, the students were not, 
we're not interested in that. But what I have found through the years is that any time that hymns in Southern Gospel are presented to a younger crowd without bias and, and done with with uh, excellence, that mm-hmm. they are drawn to the music. Would y'all agree to that? Absolutely. I believe that there has been the wrong stereotype put on Southern Gospel music where they believe that it has to be cheesy or something that's just mediocre. And if they would get, you know, given a chance to get to know it, they'd realize that this music is biblically sound and it is full of encouragement. And the more, and I think social media has a lot to do with this, but we as a family, as the Kramers, we do a lot of Sunday mornings and I'm actually really grateful for that, even if we have to wake up early. (laughs) And it's because we go into churches where you've got young people that are coming to a Sunday morning service and they normally wouldn't come to something that was labeled a Southern gospel concert at night, but they're getting exposed to it and they're realizing, wow, this isn't at all what I thought it was. This is actually really neat. And so, I mean, I'm somebody that grew up my whole life, mostly just listening to worship music. And now knowing all that there is in gospel music, I have been so changed by it. It has just blessed my life. And the hymns, when I'm going through a trial in my life, the hymns are the first thing that come and minister to me. Yes. And it's really important that we never forsake them. They're really important. And I, I definitely agree um, so much, so much. And and I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the youth movement that I'm seeing in Southern Gospel music. Uh, I talked a, a little bit about the Hayes kids. You've got like the Irwins. You've got the sound. You've got you guys. Um, and, and then sprinkled in all of our groups, we have some some younger folks. And and I think that's wonderful. I think that's uh, I think that is a way to have a connection with younger people in the audience. And mm-hmm. and. And, and I'm, I'm just really glad to see it. And I'm one of those that believes that Southern gospel is alive and well. And again, I'm not just beating a drum for saying Southern gospel is the only way. I'm just saying that it is one way. Then it's definitely right. something that uh, to be used uh, to praise the Lord. And and yes, the, the lyrical content, I always go back to that. But we have got some amazing songwriters. Uh, there's been amazing songwriters that wrote the hymns and some of the older Southern gospel. But today we have some amazing songwriters that's putting out wonderful, deep material. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, writers a lot of time write for the times. And the times that we have been in over the last several years have been a time when people are looking for something. They're looking for hope. There's right. a lot about, there's a lot of darkness in the world. There's a lot of trouble in hearts. And I see a lot of our songwriters putting out encouraging biblically sound messages. And I heard a lot of that on y'all, uh, your new project, the uh, hope of all tomorrow's project. I, I love mm-hmm. that project. Y'all, y'all did a wonderful Thanks job on that. But Thank you uh, so much. I thought maybe we'd take a few moments and y'all could talk a little bit about that. Uh, talk about your new project. I know the first release, Water Walker, has, has been out for a while and it's it's moving up the, the charts and y'all do a wonderful uh, job on that. But uh, maybe uh, maybe if there, y'all want to talk a little bit about your project and maybe some of the songs that may be special to you or just uh, what you'd like to tell the listeners. Oh, thank you. Well, this CD... It really, when you look back, standing here in 2020, you think, well, Lord, you are the one who orchestrated this entire project, and it was all you. And we began, we received demos 
in 2019, early 2019, we knew that we were really hoping to do this next CD with Wayne Hahn, and we were very blessed that he said yes to do it. Mm-hmm. And then we got signed on with Sotown Records, which was huge. And But we listened to so many demos, and you hear so many wonderful songs, and you think, Lord, how am I going to pick just nine or ten songs from this? It's so hard. But he really gave us a piece of which ones we're supposed to pick. And it's amazing how they have just been perfect for the time we're living in. But I think the most profound one to me is the title cut, which is The Hope of All Tomorrows. Mm -hmm. And it was back in December of 2018. We were ministering in Florida. My dad came on the bus and he said, I've just written a new song and I want you all to hear it. It's a worship song. And... He shared it with us, and I remember mom and I were thinking, wow, this is going to be great for people to sing along to, but we did not know that God had ordained for that song to be released during the global pandemic, where people needed to be reminded that Jesus is our living hope. Our hope is not found in our government. It's not found in our circumstance. It is found in Jesus Christ alone, and he is our hope of all tomorrows, and so I'll get personal real fast, but during this pandemic, you know, we stopped traveling on March 17th was the day that we had to leave Florida and come home unexpectedly. And we didn't sing again until June 14th. But during that time, God lovingly allowed for us to experience a miscarriage. And I say lovingly allowed because I believe that everything in our lives is God allowed or God arranged. And so we were so excited to be expecting another baby, but God chose to take that baby home with him. And while that was very painful, I needed to be reminded that my hope is found in the Lord. Jesus is my hope of all tomorrows. That child is with the Lord. That is my living hope. And Amen. so it it has been amazing just to watch God work through these powerful lyrics and the way that he anointed all the songwriters to write such powerful lyrics for such a time as this. And thank you for asking about the project. We love to talk about it. We are very excited about it. And it has just been very special. Absolutely. And I, I've definitely enjoyed it myself. Um, I, I've just got the digital download. I'm going to pick up a physical copy when I see you guys. But uh, I, I'm one of them old school folks that likes to ha- hold plastic in my hand. But uh, anyway, <laughs> I, <laughs> but I, I really enjoyed it. And yeah, I, I love all the songs, but uh, The Greater God and and a prayed till something happens, hope of all tomorrows. There were just several that really spoke to me. Uh, and, and really, like you said, it's just, it's God ordained, you know, yes. to, uh, to have these songs out and available during this time. And Maria, I thank you for sharing. I, I had following you on uh, social media. I knew your story. Uh, I wasn't going to ask you to share that, but I'm, I'm, t- I'm, I'm thankful for you to share that and to share that with our listeners. Uh, because, you know, your testimony, you know where, you know where to go. You know that, that God holds hope and, and he, he is totally in control. And, um, I, I think that's a powerful, profound message to be spoken. Um, there's no doubt about it. The devil is in the division that we see right. this day and time. And the devil is in the distraction that we see in this day and time. And, and, and not only the loss, but I, I've seen so many, within the church that have gotten down, you know, that's struggling with, uh, struggling with things like anxiety and and depression and, and those very real things that many of us Mm -hmm. deal with. And, uh, you know, 
through the years, that message of God being in control has been central. It's been central in my family's life as my wife has multiple sclerosis. And of course, the doctors say yes. there's no cure, but we have hope. And yes. and you said you made you said something profound a while ago. And I think you put it like uh, that lovingly allowed. I think is, yeah. is what you said. And, and we, we believe that this disease that we face day in and day out as a family, that, that God has a purpose for it and yes. that we are to be drawn to him and all of our hope to be in him. So I thank you so much for, for sharing that. And, and yeah. now, and, and I'll say this too, and, and, and my family always gets on to me because one of the first things out of my mouth when I talk about singing is I'm just not very good at it. And that's the <laughs> way, that's the way that I feel. But, uh, now, and Ben said, you, you said that a while ago, but Ben, you did a fantastic job on your cut on this, well, uh, thank you. on this project. I thought you did a fantastic job and, and, uh, hope, hopefully you enjoyed the studio experience of adding that to the track. Oh yeah, I, I had a blast doing it. Really. Yep. So uh, it, it was fantastic, and and again, that was uh, produced uh, by Wayne Hone, right, from Stowtown Records. So yes. Uh, yes. I think it came out in May of this year. So it's available at all of your favorite outlets. So highly encourage for folks to 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 get that. And um, if it's all right, at some point during this uh, this interview, I'll probably p- play a little snippet of. Uh, of a song just uh, just a little bit just to give folks a sure. little taste of it so but yeah sure. we uh we we have definitely enjoyed that and like i said when i see y'all in person i'm gonna i'm gonna add the i, I like that plastic so i'm gonna pick up one of those too so uh <laughs> awesome so um lastly as we're kind of moving around you've already done this a little bit but one thing that i've really wanted to allow our artists to do and and I do this because growing up and having so many friendships within the Southern gospel music industry, I have seen, most folks see the artist on the stage, hear them on the radio, and that's the perception. See them on the video, that's what they get. One thing that's blessed my heart is getting to know artists off the stage. And, and artists are very real people, uh, just like same thing with me in ministry and serving as a pastor for years. Uh, a lot of times people look up and say, you know, everything is just uh, together for you. you. Got it all together. And that's just, you know, I, I'm just a normal human being, uh, right. uh, yeah. broken uh, and, and, and a sinner that was saved by grace, only redeemed by the blood of the lamb. There, there's right. no there's no good within me. It's all through the blood of Jesus that that I have uh, purity in. And but learning about that and learning that's there are so many of our Southern gospel artists that have just shown to me, yes, the realness, but also the sincerity of, of wh- that what they sing about is what they live and, and where that hope is found. And, and, and they truly believe in the, uh, that the power of God is the same today as it was yesterday. It's going to be the same moving forward and we can always put our trust and hope in him. So with that being said, I thought if both of y'all didn't mind, um, if you had like maybe a scripture reference or just a message that you would like to share or um, just just give our I, this day and time, folks need encouragement. Uh, they need yeah. to hear a word of encouragement. And I thought if either of you or both of you want to just however you want to handle that. But I'd love for you to take a moment and, and, and minister to our listeners. Wow. Well, I think of Galatians 2.20, which says I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. 
the life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And stepping into ministry, I'm glad that you mentioned that you said we're all real people, we're all broken. Because truthfully, if you look back in Scripture, I think of the judges in the Old Testament, and and I think about how each person that God chose to empower with the Holy Spirit, they were all very flawed and very broken. And God chose some of the weakest people to empower with the Holy Spirit to show how how our weakness can be perfected in God's strength. And so when we step up on a platform, it's very important for us to remind ourselves that this is, this only can be done through God's work in our lives. We are simply a vessel and all he wants is just a willing heart. And so I say to every person listening that you don't have to be in gospel music ministry for the Lord to use you. You can be working at your local Chick-fil-A. You can be working at a grocery store. You can be, anywhere. And you can even be sitting in your home and somehow God will use you to impact this world for his glory only if you are willing. And so it's really important that you continue to seek the Lord, that you stay in his word and that you keep an attitude of prayer and just remember that God is always with you and he will help you with every circumstance you face. Yeah. Something that has really encouraged me is this. Maria's mom gave me a really neat analogy uh, a couple years ago. If you ever see someone knitting a blanket on one side, all you can see are all the threads and the, the needles and you can't see what on earth it looks like. And the same can be said about our lives. And so when that quilt or blanket is finished, the creator turns it around and then you look at it and say, oh, of course. And that's that's how God is using us and tr- treating this whole uh, COVID-19 situation. That is wonderful. That, 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 that is absolutely right. You know, I've heard I've heard it from so many directions and I've talked to so many. You know, the thing about this COVID situation, I know y'all have been uh, not able to go get on the road as much as you, you would like to and normally would. And same thing for the churches. We had some times where we had some shutdowns and we had some drive-in services and different things. But one thing that it's moved to is it's made where, you know, you can see a plethora of messages now online with all these churches and pastors that kind of got pushed to doing like the Facebook lives or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. um, you know, I've heard it said over and over from from these speaking the message that, you know, yeah, this does look like a mess to us and it looks like chaos and it, and it mm-hmm. looks like there's no rhyme or reason that everything is just going, uh, going awry. But God looks down and, and everything is in the palm of his hand. He, yeah. he's, right. he's not surprised by anything. And, mm-hmm. and uh, that's right. And, oh, I love that. I, I may have to put that in my pocket for ministry sometime down the road, Ben, because uh, that's that's awesome uh, illustration by Miss Rachel about the uh, and I, I can relate to that because I have uh, I have an aunt who. Who, she quilts, so I've seen the backside of the quilt before it's all put together, and then what it looks yeah. like on the other side. So that's that's wonderful, and that, that's once you turn it around, it's a masterpiece. That's right, that's right, and that's that's great. That is a great encouragement for our listeners, and 
y'all, I, I really appreciate. It, it's easy for me talking to y'all and 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 uh, quickly pick up that y'all are sincere. You 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 are sincere in what you do. You're sincere for your love for the Lord and and also sincere in your love for people. And I read that on the bio on your website for the group, for the Kramers, but it's not only words on a bio, it's coming across in your, in, in the heart that you're speaking in your words, that you, that you truly love people and you want to share with people the encouragement and the hope that only comes uh, through Christ. And I, I just appreciate y'all spending this time with me. Um, well, we're honored, Scott. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, I, I really do appreciate it. Um, real quick, I wanted to say to our listeners, uh, again, I thank y'all so much for joining us. And, 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 and y'all are doing your jobs. Y'all are sharing us. We're getting out there more and more. And we're, we're kind of covering the landscape of the country. And But I, I want to encourage you, if you like what we do here, uh, the best way that you can help us get in front of others and be an encouragement to others is, is to do that, to share. You'll see on the Facebook page for SBM Studios, you'll see this post. If you see this post about this podcast, if you wouldn't mind sharing it, that helps us get out there. Also, when you listen to the podcast, if you'd like to follow or subscribe on your platform, that way you won't miss the next episodes. And then also on most platforms, you have a opportunity to review or to rate the podcast or to leave a review. And, and that helps us as well. But we just thank you, the listeners. Y'all make this train go and we couldn't do it without you. And we love y'all so much. and We appreciate you. And speaking about, I just did that little plug there for, for the SBM Studios podcast. I would Before we go, y'all, I'd like to give y'all an opportunity to share with the listeners uh, I, right now, especially in West Alabama, because I, I don't think y'all have been really in this. I'm, I'm about 40 minutes from Tuscaloosa. I, I haven't seen okay. anything on the tour right in this area. So there may be some new listeners and, and new pastors, new uh, new folks uh, getting to know you guys uh, right now. So I thought maybe you'd like to share how folks can connect with you. Uh, maybe yeah. your website, social media, anything else that you'd like to share, just how they can find everything that is the Kramers. So if y'all would share that, I'd appreciate that. Sure. Our website is thekramersmusic.com and Kramer is spelled with a K. And then we are on Facebook and Instagram at the Kramers and on Instagram, the Kramers music. So we're also on YouTube as well. Yes. The Kramers music. Excellent. So I would highly encourage folks to, to, to track this down. And, uh, there's plenty of music out there. I was watching a, uh, clip from nqc last year i think y'all singing water walker on the main stage so uh, you can get familiar with with the music and i would highly encourage uh, i tell you what uh, this is going all over the place but to my specific in my west alabama east mississippi area now when i grew up in this area we had concerts with groups and artists pretty much every week you couldn't go a week without having some place to go close and and I know wow. things have changed, but that slowed down a little bit. I encourage our churches to reach out to these artists. Uh, you know, one thing I, I got, I get tickled at some of my friends. They'll say, well, why don't y'all ever come in our area? And you can probably think I'm, I'm quoting Singletary here again. He says, because you don't ask us to. You know, I mean, all you got to do is... Uh, <laughs> Yep. But, say, well, if you know of a church that will have it. <laughs> that's right. So, um, and, and that's one thing, you know, with, with this day and time and, and, uh, mm-hmm. 
with the artists in the travels, if you call uh, and all of these artists, including the Kramers, you'll find their booking information on the website. Uh, it's right there. And uh, if you if you contact them, they can help you maybe link up when they're coming through the area already, you know, to kind of help things out. And I know mm-hmm. I, I know you guys would love to, to come down in this West Alabama area, I would think. Uh, so, yes, yeah, we'd love to have you. But uh, thank you. And uh, if nothing else, I look forward to seeing y'all. Hopefully the Lord will have his hand on uh, this COVID mess and and will let us have NQC in uh, Pigeon Forge in a couple of months or actually less than a couple of months now. But I'm planning on seeing you guys there and uh, look forward to it. And again, I thank you all so much for spending your time with me. And sometime down the road, we might try to do it again if you all want to. But uh, Oh, we'd be happy to. Thank you so much for having us, Scott. Yeah, thank you all so much. And to our listeners, again, we just thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you around the bend. Thanks for listening to today's episode of SBM Studios Podcast. Until next time, this is Jason Baines reminding you to love God and love each other. It really is that simple, y'all.